Founded on Christ podcast. As always, you're here with Curtis, another fellow disciple of Jesus Christ, striving to do the best for him that he's put into my heart of the tasks he's given me. Uh, I know it's been a couple weeks, and hopefully uh, you're all doing well. Things were a little crazy, a little hectic, so, you know, I, I didn't have as much time to put out a podcast the last couple weeks, but also it was impressed upon me that if there is nothing within my heart that I really need to say, you know, on behalf of the Lord, you know, in my service to him, that I don't need to fill up the airwaves with my voice just to do so. This isn't an empty gesture. It is done on the Lord's timetable and when he says it's time. And uh, in that spirit, I have something I I feel impressed to say this week. Uh, just before I get going, just as always, if you feel you're impressed to say something, uh, this channel is open for that. Uh, it is an open forum for people who truly strive to follow Christ and, and to, to be a voice for that. Uh, you can submit anything to the founded on Christ podcast at gmail.com. And I'm thankful to those who have written in and, and for your suggestions and comments. Uh, it's well, it's much appreciated. <laughs> uh, even though I don't need that, uh, this is something I know the Lord wants me to do. It is always good to hear from people who've been positively influenced by it. Uh, it helps me know that it is accomplishing something that the Lord wants done. So thank you for those those emails and the people who have written in so far. And, and please, please uh, take the time to ponder the idea of sending something in. It doesn't need to be long. Uh, it doesn't need to be super impactful. It can be just personal to you. But the more voices crying about how wonderful our Savior is, the better. I'm going to try today to open your mind to a different way of thinking. I, I don't want to force you to have to think or believe the same way I do, but I want to give a contrasting idea or thought on this in the hopes that it might change the way that you interact with others. So this week, as always, <laughs> I'm going to start with the scripture. First uh, Nephi 10, for he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the way is prepared for all men from the foundation of the world, if it so be that they repent and come unto him. Third Nephi 9, 22, therefore, therefore, whoso repenteth and come unto me as a little child, him will I receive. For if such is the kingdom of God, behold, for such I have laid down my life, and have taken it up again. Therefore repent, and come unto me, ye ends of the earth, and be saved. And finally, DNC 6, 9. Say nothing but repentance unto this generation. Keep my commandments, and assist to bring forth my work according to my commandments, and you shall be blessed. I've been pondering a lot this idea of crying repentance. And in light of some recent events, but also just what I've seen in general, how we go about doing this in our current culture and how off the mark we tend to be. Uh, 
you know, we have so many different branches of Christianity. We have, you know, the, the Catholics calling the reformist to repent, that they are breakoffs from the one true religion. We have all the different reformationist groups and born again Christians calling the others to repent because they're not following Christ correctly. We have uh, the LDS faith who are calling those uh, areas to repent and return to them because we have the most truth, right? We have more of it. And then I see that within the LDS uh, sects, you know, different branches of the LDS faith or the restoration faith calling each other to repentance because we're obviously not interpreting the Book of Mormon correctly. We're, we have the incorrect understandings about who Joseph Smith was or what his role was and and if he was, a, you know, stayed true his whole life or if he fell off near the end or if the authority stayed with Brigham or if it didn't. I see this all the time. We are constantly calling each other to repentance, but we are constantly telling everybody to repent and start thinking the way that we think. And it, it hurts my soul the more I think about it, the fact that Christ is a footnote when we cry repentance to, to anybody, and he is not the main focus of that. I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me personally, when it is, you know, I'm always in need of repentance, obviously. You know, we can speak about that in hyperbole all we want, but... I have found that when I am exercising true intent and love for my Savior and I come and I'm asking him what it is I need to change, he comes to me with the most important things that I need to do. He doesn't hammer me <laughs> with everything that needs to be done. He talks to me about the most needful thing that I need to change and repent and come unto him. I want to, how lifted up in our own hearts and, and in our pride do we have to be to look at other people and tell them that the things that we are obviously seeing that they are doing are the most needful things that they need to change in order to come unto Christ. How blasphemous is that for us to tell other people that they need to change and conform to our own way of thinking. Repentance, as it's spoken of in the scriptures, all of the scriptures, is a coming unto Christ. It is not a changing of faith to believe in what someone else's believes. As I have studied the idea of repentance in the scriptures, and I look at how the prophets do it, when they preach repentance. They are not preaching to tell somebody to return to a religion, to a belief set. They are preaching to tell people to turn back to Christ and allow him to teach them and to guide them and to have them do what is right. That is repentance. That is what the prophets have taught in the scriptures. I believe through reading these scriptures that when Christ says, say nothing but preach repentance unto this people, he's saying, tell everybody to come to me. Tell them all to start praying, really praying and reaching out to me 
and I will tell them what it is they need to do, the most needful thing for them to do, step-by-step process. And we need to recognize that it won't be on our timetable. It won't be in the ways that we think are most important. And it may not be the path that we think each person needs to take. Everybody is on their own individual path formed by the God that we worship, formed by Christ, guided by Christ. And each person who humbly comes unto him gets to be led down that path. And it is counterproductive and sad that we are constantly backbiting each other and telling each other that they're doing it wrong. I do believe for the most part that these invitations that we give to each other to repent come from a good place. But it is my admonition this week, my hope, that as we do so, we remember that it is not to tell people to change to our way of thinking. It is not to tell people that they need to do what we think they need to do. Repentance is about coming to Christ, about changing whatever it is that we're doing wrong and coming to him. And let us not assume that just because someone is doing something differently than we think, that they are not in the process of repenting. I love my Savior. He is powerful. He is active in this work. He is constantly entreating us to make good choices. He is always willing to give correction and to give admonition of what we should do next. True repentance is paying attention to the Spirit and what it tells you to do and doing it. True repentance is acknowledging to the Savior that you have your own stubborn will that you follow sometimes. You try to lay it upon the altar before him, but you constantly take it back (laughs) because we think we know. True repentance is letting God out of that box that we place him in, thinking that he cannot do anything specifically, you know, we... in certain directions because that's our framework. True repentance is allowing Christ to be active in our lives, but also everybody else's life according to their needs, according to their individual plan of salvation. So please, my friends, cry repentance, but cry true repentance with Christ at the center. Whatever we want or need, our agendas should be fully excised from it, at the very least, should be subordinate to it. With that, I give my admonition to seek his face continually. I love my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.